everything we do, you eventually work for money. I don't care how good you are at something or how much you are passionate about your thing. If they stopped paying you, would you keep doing it? Welcome to Bullish, where we talk about the journey and process to build ourselves and companies into multi-billion dollar people and brands. Currently, my business and investment funds have done tens of millions in revenue. And this is the documentation of the journey to scale to the billion dollar realm. All while we give back and do good in the world. My name is Bridger Pennington, and welcome to Bullish. Boom, people. Welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about something interesting about entrepreneurship, the asymmetrical risk ratio return on entrepreneurship especially right now in 2023, which is pretty cool. Now, I feel like I can speak to these people because I'm decently close to where they're at. I'm, I'm currently only 28 years old. I was in college just a few years ago and we've had decent amount of success uh, in college starting businesses and out of college and running them now. And now we've grown. We're doing, you know, like I said before, we're doing decently well, about 50 employees and we're on this game to continue to grow. And so when I talk to these guys, I go, okay, first off, tell me what you want to do with your life. Just give me your, your outline. They go, well, I'm interested in this or I'm passionate about this. And I think I'd have a cool career being a psychiatrist or I don't know, going into theology or whatever their thing is. And I typically stop and I say, cool, you can do whatever you want. That's totally fine. But let me just walk you through my thought process when approaching school and life and, uh, and entrepreneurship. When you get to school, a lot of people talk about follow your passions. You hear that all the time, follow your passions. And I did that for a while. What am I passionate? What do I want to do? But eventually I've had this epiphany. Everything we do, you eventually work for money. I don't care how good you are at something or how much you are passionate about your thing. If they stopped paying you, would you keep doing it? And some people say, may say, well, yeah, I am passionate about, like for me, I love skiing. I loved snow skiing. And I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd ski every day if, I, if they didn't pay me. But there'd come a point where I'd have to work to make money and I would have to stop my passion and skiing because the, I needed to make money to live. Now, even things like people love, whatever the thing they're doing, they love doing it. Eventually it becomes a job for most people. Even NBA players that love playing this, you know, basketball or football or these athletes, a lot of them talk about, yeah, it becomes a job eventually. They, they wake up, they do their job. And so the way I think about it is if you're going to have to be paid to do something anyways, you might as well figure out something that pays you a lot of money. And if it's all going to be a job eventually, you might as well pick something that has huge amounts of leverage that allows you to make an exponentially amount of more money every year on top of itself so that you can go and spend a ton of time on your passions. Eventually, like I love snow skiing. I get to ski a ton now because I spend a ton of time on a higher leverage opportunity like running businesses or entrepreneurship than maybe just focusing on skiing itself. If I would have just focused on snow skiing itself for the last 10 years, I probably would ski less today than I do now because I would have to now. I'd be, I don't, I, I probably wouldn't have made it as a professional skier. And so I would have to now go get a job and work and I would be way behind on the money side of things and hence I wouldn't be able to ski as much, if that makes sense. So this concept of asymmetrical risk with entrepreneurship. The term asymmetrical risk is a finance term. We've typically heard this concept of high risk, high reward, low risk, low reward. You guys heard that before from your brother-in-law who's a financial advisor, which is true in some cases, but there are certain things that have asymmetrical risk, meaning there is high amount of reward for relatively low risk. And I believe entrepreneurship is one of those things. We talk about fund, I run a hedge fund. We Fund managers work day in and day out to find asymmetrical risk. I'll give you a great example is, let's say me and you are going into business 
and we're, you know, there's a certain level of risk and reward associated with the business that we're going to go into. Okay. Me and you. And so people can invest in that. They're trying to figure out how risky is it for Bridger and you to go into business together? What's the risk level of reward on that? However, what if we invited Elon Musk to be our third business partner between me, you and Elon as an outside investor, would the risk level go up or down? Probably down. Elon's had a lot of success. He's a pretty, you know, pretty smart entrepreneur, probably the best entrepreneur of the last century, if not ever. So the level of risk goes down. What do you think the level of reward or return? Does it go up or down? Probably up a little bit. So me and you, just by inviting a third party, Elon Musk to join us in business, our risk level goes down and our reward goes up. And ta-da, we just found asymmetrical risk by just inviting a different person to join our company. Now, there's a lot of ways we can mitigate risk. That's just one example. And that's why I'm so huge in developing us. We, me and you, are typically what drives asymmetrical risk. And the real estate between your ears, the five inches between your ears, what you develop, what you pay into, what you know is the difference between a project or an investment being risky and not risky. And that's why I'm huge in education. That's why I'm huge. Actually, we have a course now. We have 60,000 mem members of our community now in our program that are launching funds, doing crazy stuff. I'm, I'm such a believer in this because we, as people, me included, I actively spend lots of money to educate and coach myself because we, we can take away the risk factor in a lot of these things. Because a lot of people say it's so risky to start a business. I'll take you back in college, actually. I started a few business, like I said. And this is like, I was making okay money. I was making, you know, like back to that five figure range year, right? In college, I was kind of moving to the six figure range and I wanted to go launch a, a bigger business. I was thinking about launching fund launch and what we were doing with our funds and launching a full thing. And I was very nervous about the risk. And some people listen to this, well, Bridger, it's so risky to get into the game of business or to go after this route. And I, I had the same thought process. Oh, man, this sounds risky. And this guy, he came and spoke to our school at BYU. I was at BYU, he came and spoke. He's from Harvard, really impressive dude. He'd sold his company, all this, whatever. He had all the accolades. He spoke and he ends his speech and he comes to the back of the room and he's just standing there. And I'm sitting in this room. There was about 300 people. And I thought, I'm going to go talk to this guy. So I stood up. Somebody else was speaking at the time. I went to the back of the room. I started to talk to this guy. I started to chat him up. I said, hey, thank you so much. Hey, my name is Bridger. I'm starting a couple of businesses. And I, I said, I got one question for you. I'm super nervous about risk. Uh, what if this doesn't work out? And I was planning on dropping out of school at the time. Like, what if I drop out and it doesn't work and then I'm way behind and, and now I can't get the big job on Wall Street that I wanted or whatever. And he looked at me with a weird look on his face. And he said, what are you talking about? Risk. Hey, hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Now, as you know, we don't run advertisements on this channel. We just spread this by word of mouth. So if you can, please rate and review the show. If it's benefited your life anyway, please drop that down below. I actually love reading them. I love seeing what people say and share and stuff. So if you guys can, if you, this show has helped you in any way, shape or form, please rate and review and share this with a friend or two that may benefit their life. We do this just to help more people understand this game that we're playing. Thank you guys so much and we'll get back to the show. And I said, well, yeah, I might lose it all. I might, you know, it might not work out. I might, whatever, disappoint my parents. And he says, Bridger, um, you know, if you, let's say you go after this business venture that you got and you work your guts out and it, it fails drastically and you lose all the money you have, okay? Do you have a friend or a family member that really, if you hit rock bottom, you could move in with for two or three months while you get back on your feet? And I said, well, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like I have, I have a couple friends, maybe an aunt, uncle, a parent, like they would let me, they'd let me move in. And he goes, do you have like a place to sleep? And you'd have maybe some air conditioning or you'd have, they'd have food in the fridge that you could maybe, you could bum off of them for a month or two. And I said, yeah, you know what? Honestly, yeah, I have, I have people in my life that I could probably do that with. And he said, okay. Um, 
And if you lose it all, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at your college student. I bet you got a you know, couple thousand bucks in your bank account. So if you lose it all, you lose a couple grand. Oh, and also, do you think university, if you applied back and gave them money, they would, ex they would take your money and let you come back to school? And I was like, yeah, I bet, they, I bet they'd take me back. And he goes, what are you talking about risk? This isn't risk. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, your worst case scenario is you move in with someone, a family member, a friend who loves you, has food in the fridge, you have a place to sleep, you have a school that will probably take your money back. You can get a student loan or whatever to get back to school. And all you wasted was a little bit of time. But in our society, we reward entrepreneurship. Even if you go out and fail, people think it's so cool. It's a really cool resume item. And it's something that a, a recruiter will talk to you about. Hey, what? tell me about this thing. Well, I dropped out of school for a year. We started this business and it did well, but then it crashed and burned, but I learned a lot. That's actually a really good story. And recruiters and businesses love hiring people like that. He goes, your worst case scenario is better than 90% of the world lives right now. That's pretty crazy. And I kind of went, huh? And I left that little meeting and it totally changed my life. And I, and we ended up, I ended up dropping out of school. We launched fun launch and the first year we did, I think, uh, we did a million dollars in our first five and a half months. Uh, cause I went all in, I have previous episodes about the process of like going all in on something, but we hit two and a half million our, our next, uh, in, the, in 12 months from launching. And then I think we did like four and a half million the next year. And we just went, we were off to the races from there. And, um, when I think about this, this asymmetrical risk versus return ratio right now, we have YouTube, you have AI, you have everything can teach you mentors, coaching, you have all kinds of stuff all around the world to help you be successful in business. And your chances of success are very, the reward is massive if you do it well. And the downside for most people is pretty minimal. Now I talked to another, I'll, I'll say this for different phases of life. So that's someone in college, by the way, I think you're, when you're in college, the level of risk is at its lowest. If you lose it all, you lose what? Like five grand and nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's actually a lot risk. People think, well, I'm going to work on my career. I'll get established and then I'll start a business. In my opinion, actually your risk levels go up because now you have a mortgage. Now you've got kids or a spouse. You got to take care of that actually depend on you. It's a lot more risky to take a risk when you're 40 years old with two kids and a spouse than it is to take when you're 22 with no kids, no spouse, no mortgage, no nothing. So your risk levels do go up and it's a different game than when you're in college. So if someone's listening to this in college, I would say hundred percent, go after it, go launch stuff. Cause your asymmetric risk is much better. Now, when you're 40, the risk level is higher because you have more to lose. But additionally, hopefully over the last 20 years, you've learned a lot. And so you can back to that example of bring me and you were starting a business, but then we bring Elon Musk to the table. Hopefully you've developed yourself into someone who is closer to Elon Musk or that perfect, I just use Elon Musk, but let's call it the perfect entrepreneur. <laughs> okay. I, Elon Musk is like my perfect entrepreneur, but the perfect entrepreneur Hopefully over the last 20 years since college, you've learned a few things about becoming a better, more efficient, more levered entrepreneur. And not levering in terms of like levered or capital, but the terms of leverage of leveraging the four types of leverage in business, which is capital, humans, uh, which means like employees, hiring people, uh, media and technology. If you can lever one of the four levers of business in a better example, the risk levels then go back down. I hope none of us ever get into a business that we just say, well, I hope it works. You know, I hope it's good. I never get into business like that. I get into business where I can control the inputs, which then control the outputs of the business that I have control on the levers of what I'm moving. 
And what happens is if I can control the levers, I can then de-risk this opportunity to allow more upside potential to give me, again, asymmetrical risk. Back to that finance term. That's how I approach entrepreneurship. And that's how I think we've had, it's for, for at the beginning of my career, we kind of had a couple businesses that did okay. And then some that lost money, some that did like made some money on. And then the last couple businesses we launched, every single business is just like hit. It's like, bam, bam, bam. And somebody came up and told me like, Bridger, man, it seems like everything you touch turns to gold. And I, I somebody told me that and I said, that's flattering. I said, no, not, it's not true. Whatever. I kind of discredited, but I, I thought about that. I was like, you know, I've, I've actually said that to other people as well, man, everything you touch turns to gold. And I go, you know what? They've probably just figured out things that me or you haven't figured out. Maybe I, and I think we've started to hit that trend of every business we've launched the last, I don't know, three or four years, something like that has just turned to gold, has been a seven, eight figure business because I think we've learned how to de-risk the business opportunity with those four levers of business and also just the education, the knowledge on those businesses, which has allowed a higher potential for a return. Now we can still lose money on businesses. There's always risk associated with any investment, anything, anything you ever do. But the risk reward ratio is much better than going and I'll finish with this, but taking a nine to five. People think that's not risky. It's actually very risky. Your boss could wake up one day in a bad mood about, about you and fire you. That's actually, you have a relatively third party risk is actually decently high when you have a regular salary job because your third party risk is dependent on other people deciding your outcome. And you actually have a low leverage opportunity, meaning your, your return is relatively low. I, I'm even talking people that are making high six figures. You're making 400, 500 grand a year. You're doing very well. It is still a relatively risky position because there is so much third party risk. You've got a boss and coworkers and other people and inputs that you can't control that depend, that actually give you money in your salary. It's actually a relatively high risk position. When I believe entrepreneurship, when you can control the levers, not when you just take a chance and roll the dice, but when you can control the levers of the business, you can de-risk that opportunity much more than a salary. And then also have a much higher output or reward based on that, that spread. If you guys can see my hands, if you're watching this, you'll keep seeing my hands kind of spreading from a high to low position. So anyways, with that, you guys are amazing. Hope this is useful. Please share this with somebody. Go check us out on Discord. We're going live in there every week. And you guys are amazing. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.